Hi folks, this is Alan Watt at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com net org and ca and some mirror sites this is April the 6th 2007 and we've had a little bit of snow up my way just to cap off April and let us know that winter is not entirely gone the further north you get but that's alright it won't last too long Last night I talked about the little coterie of global elitists who work for the big foundations, the United Nations just being one of them really, the place where they coalesce their foundations to bring the the new fascist, socialist, communist system into play the UN eventually will be the big stick in fact it already is as far as all building laws because they all come from the UN all the codes for building houses and maintenance of all the different parts of your home and standards which keep going up and up and up and the fines of course if you cannot keep up which are meant to put you out that's the that's the all coming from the United Nations and implemented down to the lowest level by again the deviants within society who could be your next door neighbor because there's always deviants willing to take these nasty jobs of persecuting their fellow man for some status and a, a higher paycheck before I kick off into this little spontaneous blurb which I hope doesn't end in spontaneous combustion I'd like to tell people about a little bit about the green man of Freemasonry I've mentioned in a previous talk that in Sudbury where the Knights of Columbus were, were based they've just moved apparently which I think they have is a photocopy shop in there now they had their, they had um, a big building and they paid some artist to draw a wall mural on the outside wall to paint it and it was a scene of a park with a park bench and a big tree in the green grass and in the tree was a face the face of the green man the god of nature you might say because behind the facades and all the mysteries etc they use nature as a term which also on a higher level includes science they used to say that by understanding nature they would conquer the world and perfect that which was left imperfect that means pretty well everything but mainly man and definitely women because they they really have it down for women even though many of them the side degrees who help them the eastern stars and all the other lodges aren't really aware of the the higher secrets you see and that's what's called a useful idiot in higher masonic parlance 
Rosalind Chapel that was built in Scotland by the ones who took over from the Templars, the Sinclairs and others called St. Clair in French and St. Clair in Britain they have sculptures in there in stone on the walls one of them is the green man the green man is often portrayed uh, with a sunburst of hair coming out which is actually leaves or ivy uh, also a symbol of Apollo in ancient times and um he represents nature and going back to this mural on the Knights of Columbus wall on their building which everyone passed and very few probably understand it in the park scene the face in the tree was of, was all green of the tree the god of nature the man was a man there who facing the tree a husband and he reflected the green from the tree so his face was green too he was a man of nature and before him was his wife sitting on the park bench holding a baby the wife's face was not green but the baby the baby's face was meaning this that it was a son a little indication of the intergenerational idea behind Freemasonry that's why the Masonic joke about the little green men from Mars was put out and all the papers used to be full of it little green men from Mars have you seen one now it's little green reptiles so it's the same old high Masonic joke and when you understand the big joke all the, the lower myths that build around them disappear you'll notice that people like uh, let's pick one of them any really anyone's down through the history who's claimed to be Illuminatus basically anyone the real ones as I say the real ones not, not the alumni the alumni and colleges and universities comes from the same idea, same root. You've been enlightened. You're taken out of the ignorant masses, the profane, and you're enlightened, and your head is squared, is perfected. You're not natural anymore, you're not a natural fool, is what they would say. But Adam Weishaupt, who takes most of the credit for sticking his head up in one time in history, and starting off his little group meant to take over under good guises mind you they always had good guises for the new members the lower members no different from communism or any other ism there's always two sides there's an esoteric and even the lower members are still on the exoteric and Weishaupt quite openly explained in his letters which were all found and seized and published Weishaupt said they would use the public they would bring them on board into these great ideas to make things better for humanity and then Weishaupt would go on to explain the real intentions of using the suckers and for what aims they would use those suckers 
But not long after him really uh, came the real ones, more official, with a better cloak of secrecy, a better cloak of respectability than the old Weishaupt had. And that was the Scottish Rite of Freemasonry. If you take the letters that they abbreviate it with, S-R-F-M, and speak it, you have Seraphim. Seraphim, an order of angels. The Scottish Rite is also called the Rite of Perfection, because it was the same group who were descended initially from the Perfecti of the Albigensians. The Scottish Rite of Freemasonry did not originate in Scotland. It came to the United States first via the Grand Orient Lodge of France. And that's where it was chartered. All of them, though, you can go through their charters and they'll all go back and back and back to the Grand Lodge of England. And Albert Pike, the the Pope of Freemasonry, as he was called at the time, put out under his name, and I'm sure there were many authors put the information in, different languages, different uh, understandings of different religions, uh, ancient writings, and so on. I'm sure it wasn't just one person. And even the name had to be given to Pike at birth or his parents perhaps had changed theirs as some of these Illuminatus families do you'll find who they are and what they are by their names because Albert is an abbreviation and a term for Halbert with an H Halbert was a spear with an axe head as well on the end of it and the spear point just above it that was a it was a a military weapon and a pike was also a long spear it's interesting too that those two symbols are another form of jachin and boaz because the pike next to the to the halbert one they both have shafts wooden shafts but one has also the head on it that's the male and Albert Pike's job was to mystify so much this new tradition this upgraded tradition and bring in people by intrigue and mystery the very techniques we find that Weishaupt advocated for recruitment purposes They brought many, many members in from the Knights of the Golden Circle as well. And, and Pike gave the, the World Revolutionary Plan. When, just like Weishaupt, he talked about taking over all areas of finance by using stock markets and everything. And rigging them and, and, and fleecing people to, to gain very powerful treasuries that was very important Pike said in his own book 
the man who climbs up by his pure will, by using all means, including the stock market, and even inferred by unscrupulous means to, to gain the wealth for the good cause. This was all part of the agenda to take over and become the masters over the masters of the world. Most folk would probably agree with that at that time because the old masters were just another group of psychopaths that had had it good too long. Now you had a new group who had a, they thought they had a better way of doing it for themselves, of course. And they, they thought they had the right to do it since they believed they were all the intellectual ones. But Pike and others advocated creating massive institutes, foundations, being Masonic they call them foundations, which would be massively funded, have tremendous wealth and power, and under the guise of doing good, they could take over laws, institutions, create laws and, and more institutions, and by using what ultimately became known as the Soviet system, meaning rule by councils, really NGOs, non-governmental organizations, which they would promote, they would rule the world. And sure enough, these big foundations were the ones behind all the educational thrusts for, for not just national school systems, but international school systems. And they would select what would be taught. Now we know it's all down to social indoctrination for the next bunch to be brought up in and ready for the system which they will live through, which will be vastly different. Social indoctrination. I can remember this little article came out initially in newspapers back in 1990. This was sent to me by a listener. I don't know what this www.taxtourney.ca site is like, but they've got it there. This article about Maurice Strong, the guy I mentioned last night. The tireless, uh, ageless character who runs around the planet doing all the bidding of the world bankers and his big mentor the Rockefeller family the ones who picked him and this article goes in 1990 Strong told a reporter a fantasy scenario for the World Economic Forum meeting in Davos, Switzerland where 1,000 diplomats, CEOs and politicians gather to address global issues. Now, it was more than that. Strong actually said at the time it was an idea for a, a novel he thought of writing. That was that actually accurate one. But this, this is it's what he said to this reporter. Strong naturally is on the board of the World Economic Forum and this is what he said what if a small group of these world leaders meeting at the forum were to conclude the principal risk to the earth comes from the actions of the rich countries 
But in order to save the planet, the group decides isn't the only hope for the planet that the industrialized civilizations collapse. Isn't it a responsibility to bring this about? That's strong talking, but those are Blofeld's words coming out. But this is no fictitious Bond movie villain speaking. It is a man who chaired the Rio Air Summit and who is Kofi Annan's senior advisor. That's when old Kofi was in power for the United Nations. This group of world leaders forms a secret society to build or bring about an economic collapse. Continued strong, warming to his fantasy. It's February, they're all at Davos. These aren't terrorists, they're world leaders. They've positioned themselves in the world's commodities and stock markets. They've engineered, using their access to stock markets and computers and gold supplies, a panic. Then, they prevent the world's stock markets from closing. They jam the gears, they hire mercenaries who hold the leaders at Davos as hostage. The markets cannot close. And then Morris Strong caught himself in the middle of his fantasy and said to the reporter, I probably shouldn't be saying things like this. And I remember that was reported at the time it happened in some little papers across the planet. This is a, a fantasy of someone who's involved in all of this with the people who do run the world's stock markets and who can certainly do it. But being the egotists he is, like a good psychopath, they all have a tremendous ego. They do like to brag once in a while. And they can be rather vicious at times too, because egotists like that cannot tolerate frustration. That's another trait of the psychopath. And they must project it onto others. They're very good at getting other people fighting. And they may stand back and smile because they feel relaxed when they've just got rid of all their frustration onto someone else and watch them work through it. Good trait of the psychopath. And he showed that at that Rio Era summit and at the World Bank meeting as well, where he's on about the rights of all the animals and the insects and the trees and the weeds, etc. And when someone asked him about, he noticed that in this, this Rio charter, basically, there was nothing to say about the rights of humans, just trees. And Strong replied in a very angry manner, when we're finished, you'll wish you had the rights of a tree. These are the characters who are unelected by anybody on the planet. These are the real movers and shakers behind the politicians and above them who run the NGOs of the planet, all the greenies and whatever else they are, all the, the different writers, once we want once rights for everything, except for reptilian people. And these people have the power to do what they, what they fantasize about and it's no fantasy we live in their world the stock market is just a big rigged casino it's been a rigged casino since it was invented you go back into the history books in the 1800s and look at how three or four people from the Gould family, or Gould, and others, 
and Carnegie and others pulled the plug on the United States stock market by colluding with each other and reaped the benefits of goodness knows how many millions or billions of dollars and pension funds and everything. They've done this over and over. That's why it's set up that way and that's why they don't change it so that it can't happen again. It's so that they can do that when they want to. The same with, with uh, the setting up of the Bank of England. The Bank of England was not set up by Rothschild. He was just brought in to take it over. Because if he was not brought in to take it over and he'd scammed the nobility out of their money, Rothschild et al. would not have lived very long. They were asked to come in. They were better managers at that. But it was a guy from Scotland that was sent down from Calendar, I believe, from the Masonic institutions to start up the Bank of England. At that time, they often called it the Rosy Cross. And they also sent another one from Scotland over to France to do the same there. And that led to the French Sea Bubble, the big scam where everyone invested their money. They all lost it, of course. The few that started it up benefited even the king's treasury went down and that also helped to lead up to the French Revolution because he would never pay back all that they owed and higher taxation came in scam after scam old scam, same scams and what I'm telling you all this for is just to show you how long this con game this, this organised crime has gone on down through to the present time and it's still going on The Rockefeller family control and have controlled more NGO groups uh, than any other one on the planet. I believe the Rockefeller Foundation also looks after the Carnegie Trust now, or the Ford Trust, one, one of them, probably the Carnegie. So the same board controls both. And I don't think it's a university in Canada or the States that does not get a grant from Rockefeller along with a say in the, in the policies of those places. What should be taught, what should perhaps not be taught. And money talks, as we all know. The green man, the green man. The green of the world, where they're using sciences over our heads every single day, and have been in Canada, at least in Ontario here, steadily since '98. The weather, up until fairly recently, was easy to predict. When you saw those very dark, dark, heavy, almost black clouds appear in the summer, you knew there was a storm coming. He got inside, and this is what I did back in 98. I put everything in the little garage I had, this little shed, because it was definitely going to be thunder and lightning, and it was definitely going to pour rain. And I went inside, and within an hour, I could, I could hear aircraft, certainly high above. Within an hour, that massive black cloud had disappeared. 
and all that was left was a sort of hazy polymer blue sky with masses of trails above them from jets so they can bring on storms easily enough and they can also disperse them easily enough and it was about that time that the farming communities in the west of Canada and the US began to experience tremendous droughts same thing, heavy spring lots of droughts in Alberta they even had a plague of crickets the nearest thing to locusts you can have growing up or, or jumping all over fields where corn and wheat used to grow now I saw a few stalks every foot or so that were trying to get up through this parched ground because they want to put the farmers out of business no small farms or family farms eventually will be owned in fact eventually nothing private will be owned except for multinational corporations and big agri-food businesses that's the agenda this weather warfare as I say can give you either way and sure enough I think Alberta had two or three years of the parched stuff and then they had flooding where houses were being swept away in some places in the following year and gradually they were drumming the, the old drums to do with uh, global warming climate change gradually slowly appeared and as it appeared more and more planes were spraying the skies one of the last flooding scenes I saw in Alberta a couple of years ago had the reporter from CBC talking to a woman outside her house who was afraid it was going to be swept away in a flood and in the sky above them was, was crisscrossed chemtrails all over the place no one mentioned that it can't be true what you see eh? unless it's on the news and the news points it out to you otherwise it can't be relevant yet in the HARP treaty signed at the United Nations that's the on weather modification weather warfare which they signed back in the 70s it's discussed there that uh, this technology alone can be used to create earthquakes it can create the tsunamis of course because it's an earthquake under the sea it can create floods and perpetual rain for warfare purposes or prolonged create droughts and prolong them as long as they wished so the weather now is a piece of cake as far as management goes and I think it was a two years or so in the papers there's an article saying a top guy in the Pentagon that shortly the US Air Force would own the weather well it's been done so Maurice Strong and the allegory Al Gore are, and Michael Gorbachev and many others that were picked long ago for this purpose are coming forward with all their minions all the little leaders down the road who've been brainwashed and believe all this and who are panicking and who probably a lot of them will think they're trying to save the world but who are oblivious of the 
science that's been used they're all coming forward now to demand that governments do something and the governments are saying my goodness thank goodness you asked us We're, we just happen to have plans drawn up for an entirely new way of living and yes they've got them drawn up they've had them drawn up for years long ago habitat areas expert managing of every single individual on the planet that's their answer to it all and in every country now on the major news there's a section on the global warming crisis and uh, and they hype it up in coordination with each other so whatever you get in one country they're getting exactly the same in another only a different language and we'll see little politicians looking very self-important telling us they, they're so concerned so concerned and we need more money to fight global warming even though the same scientific experts they bring forth who all by the way get grants from the big foundations who say that this warming is actually happening they live on grants the easiest way to control facts or untruths as they say is by controlling the grants for research and since most of these scientists are not the best they, they get their degrees but they count on getting a grant for something they must uh, keep their masters happy and they, they know they're, again the good psychopathic ones know what their masters want to hear and they go along with it and so there's plenty of experts that will tell us all on the same payrolls that yep the planet's doomed unless we change our ways now and put it into the hands of experts and scientists like themselves even though many other scientists have come out and said wait a minute this warming isn't just happening here they can tell through various means that uh, the poles on Mars and other planets now are heating up as well which would mean it was the sun that was causing it and if that's the case what's that got to do with us and Jimmy on his little moped nothing of course but that type of information will probably be suppressed now because it's counterproductive counterproductive to the agenda and we've got to be made to believe that we're causing it all nasty old does even though the western countries are almost totally deprived of all industry and have been for a long time but no that's not good enough you've got to give it all your ability to sustain yourself that's the big word sustain sustainability all your means to sustain yourself over to the, the organizations that are expert in these things that will do it efficiently for you because silly little you with your little brain just can't do it very efficiently after all you're a nobody and this is what we're going with all of this nonsense the greening of the earth the greening and they started this a long time ago with the getting back to nature stuff they started the movement by different methods and means and you'll find all the greatest 
isms that were created like fascism, Nazism, communism, all had big planks in there to do with conservation and nature. Big part of it. Because it all goes back to old Blavatsky's writings. Same stuff. And we look at these characters who are all either involved in industry at this left. Definitely all our power be it gas, electric or whatever the Al Gore's of this world these are the guys whose families supposedly polluted all the planet these are the guys who who had the big corporations that are gone actually, they clear cut they don't do that now at least in here in Canada and, and suddenly the wolf puts on the sheepskin and becomes your saviour the same wolves the same wolves eh but their tail's sticking out. The wolf's tail is still sticking out there to let you know they're still in those big businesses. They control them. Now, what was it Pike said too? They take over all resources. All resources, eh? It was that the UN talks about how they must take over all natural resources and divide them equally. In other words, they'd be the bosses of who gets what. But they must technically own them. And we have watched for years the scam go on of getting us into debt. Uh, I mean, uh, the money system is... Uh, oh, who wants to even go into it, really? We know it's a total fraud. It was from its inception. Money is the most corrupt thing on the planet. It's a deviant thing to start with. It means there's winners and losers, rich and poor. And we're taught eventually to be terrified of poverty so do what you can to get rich by any means possible and maybe one day you'll get a suit and a tie and not from the cheapo stores either and a limo and you'll be a somebody and you can exploit others down below you that's called being successful so money is the scam that controls the whole, all of the world well these families as I say run run the money of the world we're not now paying it all back to them our labour goes back to them via taxation so they can build all the institutions which they've done the military which they've done the police forces and all the, the, the specialised branches now of police forces which they've done it's done by your tax money we, we build our own chains we build our chains we always pay for the executioner's acts in fact that's the way it's done taxpayers do it we have no say in taxation what it's used for where it goes or even if it should be used for any particular purpose and that's why all government contracts in every country are, are incredibly extortionate it's because they triple and quadruple the charge and pocket a lot of the money that's, that's their standard business practice the workman is worthy of his hire according to masonry so the guy that gets you the contract deserves a good split. That's how it goes. This is the real world we live in. Not a nice place. It's very nice if we sit and watch soaps or comedies, which are programming is, of course, with new ideas and new ways of behaving and thinking about things. But this is the real world and it's not that nice people really die in this world wherever the one you know the UN the French word for one 
sticks its head in, you know, lots of people die. I guess it's different when they're dying, when blue helmets kill them, as opposed to black or yeah, or green or whatever. Or red. You know, other lodges. And the propaganda wars that we've had on television to do with them handing out bread. The, the, every army in every occupied country, every army always comes in and, and takes PR shots for the people. You know, handing out bread to children, children smiling because children don't know any better that that's a bugaboo man. That's the man that they're terrified that would be in their closet at night. Ooh, that's him there because he looks so nice and he gives out candy bars and chocolate. And so, yes, it's very easy to get little children smiling. And every country's done this down through the ages. Propaganda. Pro-pagan da. The father, eh? For the pagan father. And it works every time. Can't be that nasty, men, because look, they're all smiling and they love children. That 50 caliber machine gun hanging under his arm there, that wrestler's arm with that belt of uh, bullets, it's just an unfortunate thing he has to carry around to protect everybody. Perceptions, how perceptions can be bent, altered, and programmed right into the heads through the visual arts and the spoken word projected by professionals who know what they're doing so the age old dream of the big high illumined ones written about in the 1500s poking its head up in the 1700s big time has accomplished most of its mission, controls the, the, the finances of the world, has done it very selectively, very cleverly. It's put most small private business under because, as Carl Quigley said, the new feudal system that they're bringing in, which he was all for, will be run by international corporations. We saw all this through Europe. Uh, when the taxes increased, increased, increased until small businesses went under because half their day or more was taken up filling in forms for all the different taxes etc. They couldn't comply with all the regulations and they were put under. Then came in the big, big stores, again the big Masonic stores like Walmart with the big five-pointy star there in the middle of the two words. And uh, they put all the, the small storekeepers out too because no one can compete because the big boys buy in bulk they tell the suppliers what they're going to pay for their items and the small storekeepers cannot get those kind of deals when they're buying they can't get the bulk deals and under they go all planned that way When Margaret Thatcher was in, oh sorry, sorry, I think it was Dame or Countess or something, 
her ladyship. When she was in, that there were more small businesses went out than any other premier in history. She was the one that this uh, right wing, the, the right wing, the Tory, they call them Tories over there, not conservative. Although she was the first to use the term um, progressive conservative, that was a Masonic big byword from came out of London that we were all to follow the new, the new conservatism, progressive. As you progress, you conserve. It's an oxymoron, but we're not supposed to notice that. And, of course, it means that they are progressing themselves, the ones who run it. Well, the rest of the stuff's being conserved in banks and big parks where you can't go in anymore, where the trees are all hidden now. Natural resources. Margaret Thatcher was the one who decided to put all the miners out of work and close the mines down all over Britain massive union that they had and that was one of her little problems and she did it this right wing conservative the one, the first one used progressive conservative they used the term and they caught on quickly in America they call it neo-conservative meaning new, the new conservatives she was the one who put all the miners out and disbanded all the mines, closed them all down permanently by bringing in coal by the shipload from what was it at that time still a communist country that was Poland figure that one out if you think they were all enemies that was during the time when millions of youngsters were thrown out of work or didn't have any work or left school and had no work and Thatcher went on television saying there's a generation growing up now who will never see work in their lifetime get used to it with that arrogant way that she had Maggie Thatcher was the one who created the generation X you know the children who were written off they never see work in their lifetime she said get used to it and she changed all the the opening times for the, the bars At that time, the bars used to open in the morning from about 10 or 10.30 to oh, 2.30 and then reopen about 5.30 till midnight. And she changed the laws to allow them to be open all day and deeper into the night. The reason given by Thatcher was well, it's better to have all the unemployed youth in the bars drinking their unemployment money and their welfare money than demonstrating and demanding things in the street. And, of course, the drugs flew in big time. All to help that along. And she got her little wish of leading Britain through a war, even though it was a mini one, it was a Falklands war because her hero was Winston Churchill and she said her biggest dream was to lead Britain through a war it was awfully interesting to see the early clips of Margaret Thatcher before 
they decided to make her the Prime Minister. She had a high-pitched voice, talked quickly. Her hair was a mess, and so was she. And they sent for the same professional management team that had done Ronald Reagan's election. They sent them over from the US to do up Maggie Thatcher, and television did a, I think it was a Man Alive exposure on it, comparing the old Thatcher to the new Thatcher. And out she appeared with this new hairstyle, and I don't know if they dyed it or what. And uh, they'd given her special elocution lessons to make her speak slowly. And these characters, being professional, knew that men tend to switch off with a high-pitched woman's voice. That's why most broadcasters on news reels, which are women, will talk in a lower voice. That they're trained to do that, and they're picked for their ability to go low. And no one could go lower than Maggie Thatcher. So they gave her a whole new, brand new image, and she spoke. She spoke so slow, and talked like that. And even used the royal we that, that the royalties used to use, like old Victoria. We are not amused, etc. And it really went to her head. But she did get her wish, and she became. She was given this female equivalent of the knighthood, and became a member of the House of Lords. And had a red, and ermine gown given to her. And she beamed as though she had just uh, gone through a course in frigidity and had her first orgasm when she was given that honour. You see. She had everything now but the crown. There's nothing that happens in your lifetime that's not planned before you were born. The taking down of the industry in Britain was planned, and the period it would actually work out through was planned during World War Two. The reconstruction for the whole post-war Europe was done in the U.S. The planning of it all, through the Marshall Plan and so on. And Hopkins was involved big time. And a lot of that, that's when they decided that when they'd won the war, uh, they would put so much money into to Japan, post-war Japan, they'd build brand new buildings and cities, rid of all that little paper and bamboo stuff that's called houses modernize it and make it the electronic capital for the world they reinvested big money into Germany they rebuilt all the cities that had flattened because it's a demolition job too war you see and the Air Force does a demolition and the big boys back home already have the contracts before the war is over to go in and redo it and build brand new modern cities and sure enough Germany became the leader of Europe post-war in the 60s and 70s in industry Britain was being de-industrialized at deals that were made during World War II by old Winnie Winston and his other bosses 
and they even had the time scales set down as to when the United Nations would come up to power towards the end of the millennium and right down to where it would eventually take over power and most of those guys who sat at the meetings in 45 probably all knew that they wouldn't be alive to see it come in that's how it works, it's intergenerational planning but their own offspring always take over being born with silver spoons in their mouths and that's the reality of the world we are managed in a perfect laboratory there's been a few generations now of the most indoctrinated people that's ever existed on the planet the media does a very good job especially that television and we're programmed through the school system just like Bertrand Russell said they would do in his book Education and the Good Life followed by Roads to Freedom followed by many others including The Impact of Science on Society where he also talks about using electronic means and different means to control the minds of the vast populace so we're going into it now the big big move we'll see storms this year amazing storms like we've never seen before because they're stepping it up so that we'll beg governments to do something do something now really if it was all out of our hands you see and if it's all true we've had many ice ages big ice ages meaning we've had global warming periods between the ice ages because otherwise you'd have a continuous ice age if it's all really true and it's true enough we go around the sun at different distances from the sun it's never exactly the same and uh, if that's the case what could politicians really do about it? Hmm? maybe they have so much wind built up in parliament they could maybe blow all the clouds away but no they'll come out with pieces of paper and constitutions and earth charters drawn up by the United Nations and will hand everything over to the United Nations with its thousands and thousands and its armies of bureaucrats that will then lead us to safety by giving us all the rules on everything that we have to do and we won't have to think about anything at all we can go and play between the rules and I'm sure there'll be rules about playing too that's the world that was planned a world to be run completely by your betters the experts the really educated class who are all paid by the big foundations who also own the United Nations and they're all ripping everybody off big time like the the World Bank that uh, supposedly is the big bank for the UN it's the same banking families that lend to the families at present of the, or, uh, the, to the countries of the world at present same families they don't really lend you anything that's a scam in itself and we all know it yada 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 and they've been doing for a while now this land for debt swap that's why you see all these biospheres everywhere as they take over your countries bit by bit and call it a biosphere it's a swap supposedly where they take real estate 
for a fiction which is their, their, their debt that's why they call it real estate there's only one real type of estate and that's the land you're sitting on that could possibly feed you if need be or produce the wood that heats your place life sustainability you're not supposed to have personal independence and sort of viability in this new wonderful socialist order that's the reality of it all and it's time to start telling the people that we know all about their scams it's also time to demand that no NGO non-governmental organization has any rights over any citizen it's also your right by the way if they try to demand to see to find out where their money flows from all the big foundations it's also your right to demand to know from your little petty politician your mayor, your reeve your councils around about you what organizations they already belong to because that will tell you where you're going before you vote them in because if you give power to people who are going to make laws over you you had better find out find the PR stunts in the newspaper who they really are and what they really believe in and you'll find that by the organizations they belong to and you'll find out what oaths they've already taken to these organizations and you might even find out what payoffs have had from them too so here we are on a Friday I'll have a busy weekend because the new site will be going up in Europe which is going to be eventually down the road an international site truly international site multilingual and the start of it will go up this weekend hopefully have a good weekend for Hamish and myself try not to look too green around the gills look nice and pink rosy cheeks all the best from me and Hamish good night and may your God or your gods but not the green man go with you an old piano and they play it hot behind the green door. Don't know what they're doing but they laugh a lot behind the green door. Wish they'd let me in so I could find out what's behind the green door. Behind the green door When I said Joe sent me Someone laughed out loud Behind the green door 
All I want to do is join the happy crowd behind the green door. Thank you.